0: This is a popul- popular podcast. Do not Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. The historical stuff happens during the week, plus a modern cardinal on Saturdays. Sundays, we'll take a little bit of a break by covering some related topic, often as part of a multi part Sunday series. Today is a Sunday, and we're continuing our efforts to condense and summarize the classic long-form content of popular history, what's now the solemn high pod that we do on or near solemnities, into three- to six-minute chunks suitable for the new daily crowd. These summaries have about a tenth of the runtime of the originals, so if something really grabs your interest, feel free to pope on back to the original episode—it's linked in the show notes—for more in-depth analysis, and a whole lot more tangents. Today, we're continuing our efforts to epitomize popular history's principal content with our summary of episode 0.13, Prepare the Way. I'm calling this summary version The Hasmoneans Herod, and, unlike last week, the title change is not because of a change in content, but simply to clarify the focus. Now, following what must be one of those weird unwritten rules of English, it would probably sound better to say Herod and the Hasmoneans. But at the end of the day, they were two separate dynasties, and the Hasmoneans came first. Plus, they don't sound quite so much like a band this way. Now, we are talking about the Holy Land in various combinations today, and I don't want to get too lost in the borders, but the Hasmonean kingdom always included Jerusalem, which was mostly the central focus of the kingdom, and the same could be said for the Herodian client kingdom when it came about. Let's set geography back aside and reorient ourselves chronologically. During the sixth century, the Jews had been carted off east to captivity in Babylon. But as you might recall from our Opp.6 discussion, they were allowed to return to their ancestral home and resettle things a few generations later. Well, After a fairly peaceful span as part of a Persian empire willing to apply a light touch, a young man named Alexander the Great of Macedon conquered most of the known world, including the whole Persian empire, and therefore, by extension, the Holy Land. After his untimely death, his generals fought more than a few battles, and ultimately their successors, the Seleucids and the Ptolemies of Egypt, fought no fewer than six wars over control of Judea during the next couple hundred years. It was the Seleucids who held sway in 167 BC, when the Hasmonean Revolt really kicked off under the leadership of the Jewish priest Matthias ben Johan and his sons, in particular, Judas Maccabeus. Maccabeus meaning the hammer, which is pretty metal, a pun not intended, though sure, it's there. The whole Hasmonean name is apparently a family affair, as, according to Josephus, a few generations back, there was an ancestral priest named Hasmoneus. Now, speaking of sources, a lot of this is not only counted in Josephus, but in the various books of the Maccabees and other sources as well. First Maccabees is the one i check out most for historically accurate information, as Second Maccabees gets pretty allegorical, or downright, fabulistic, and the even higher numbered books of the Maccabees are yet more fantastic. Anyways, after the death of Matthias, his sons took turns heading the rebellion, which was fairly rough going, I mean, only one out of the five would survive. But all of this was successful in the end, with the Seleucids and the rising power of Rome recognizing Hasmonean semi-autonomy under the final son, Simon, in 139 B.C. Simon's son, John Hyrcanus, ruled the emerging Hasmonean kingdom for the next few decades, seeing the Hasmoneans going from still paying taxes to the Seleucids all the way to printing their own money like a proper kingdom, not to mention expanding their territory. Fast forward a couple generations, through Hyrcanus's long-reigning son, Alexander Jannaeus and the surprising and, if you're misogynist, surprisingly blessed and effective reign of his wife Salome Alexandra. It was not long after her death that Pompey the Great came in like a new Alexander and rewrote the politics of the region to his liking, which included setting up a few decades of rolling power struggle between the factions that ultimately resulted in the eclipsing of the Hasmoneans by the Herodians, most notably Herod the Great, who accepted status as a Roman client in order to consolidate his hold on the kingdom and who featured heavily in the nativity stories as the guy who tried to kill the baby Jesus. Herod's children, grandchildren, and even great-grandchildren would continue to pop up in the Bible as the non-Roman local rulers, though their independence was increasingly limited and the dynasty's days were numbered. That's enough for today tune in next Sunday to hear me begin my great big top-level overview as we look to figure out what religion is and what Catholicism is in particular in the relation to other stuff, and then we'll also look at the various component parts, rites, and practices that make up Catholicism as a whole. It's a rich tapestry and all that. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.